Pai, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. Today I am joined with Jason Reynolds. Welcome, Jason. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you here today um, and I am really looking forward to talking with you about um, what you're up to with the quantum movement, your your company. Um, and for those of you who don't know Jason, uh, welcome to my world. I don't know Jason and I'm really looking forward to getting to know him. Um, Jason and I were almost, we almost kind of connected on a deeper level at the Discovery Expo recently and it just wasn't to be. So we decided let's let's make it happen. And that's why we're on the Enlightened Conversation. So we can actually connect and learn more about each other and unfold that before you guys. But just so that you know what um, Dave, uh, Jason's about, I just read you a little bit of his bio because it's very intriguing and lovely. I love it. Um, uh, from a young age, Jason refused to accept the dismissive and at times ignorant answers fed to him. That's just the way it is or it's always been that way, or there's no point, it will never change. And these questions, well, these statements, they sparked an adventure which remains in full swing today. Leaving conventional school early, Jason sought truth and worked with spiritual teachers and others who were then pioneers in their field. With many of these people, sorry, whilst many of these people were cosmically conscious, uh, they collectively shared a focus of action, self-expression, and sharing a deep truth free from the distance of hope and theory. Jason is driven to spark the sovereign authority within all, enthusiastically awakening that calling, broadcasting deep within, embracing uniquely your weird and your grace in the inspired and ongoing movements, moments of completion. Uh, I love this quote, truth is always available if we're prepared to ask the question. Hope is what we are left with when we're not brave enough to listen. Wow. Welcome, Jason. That's a beautiful bio. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um, so I just wanted to um, firstly begin by finding a little bit about what your um, opinion is on, on this uh, word of, of sovereignty because I, I don't know a lot of people who, who are listening they might not really understand what you know what sovereignty what does it even mean and um, I'm curious if you could give us a little bit of a, a just a rundown on that okay um, to me sovereignty is being completely independent of everything external it's um, being able to maintain and it's an important word, I believe, is to maintain a state of truth and a connection to knowing what it is that you are, not who you are, not your identity, but getting down to the what that you are and then starting from there. So it's it's creating yourself not based upon an external reality or external uh, opinions, but creating from the inside out. So it's um, operating as an independent state. I, I don't buy into the idea of, well, the concept that we're all connected to one another, that there's this um, oneness that we all share. Um, and even if we do, even if that's that's proven to be the case, because I know it's very strong in spiritual circles, my, my intention is why not master what I am first before I present myself in a way that I hope and wish that I'm connected to others and become, let's uh, I suppose, subscribed into being a good person or a nice person in order to be accepted by others. To me, it's about being accepted solely by yourself and um, being able to maintain a level of sovereignty to share your true expression with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I mean, I'm a big believer in unity, but I mean, even if one isn't a big believer in unity, you can always um, say to yourself, well, hey, whether unity exists or not, it can't hurt if I'm actually really concentrating on you know, navigating and finding out really who I am and really understanding that inside and out, upside down. It can't hurt. I mean, if 
if it's going to help me and if I'm connected to everybody else, well, then of course it's not it's not like I'm wasting my time or, or energy. Um, I think I think that for me the the concept of unity um, that we're all a mirror and a reflection of each other and in some aspect. But there's also this um, this responsibility that we have like to um, be the best we we can be as well. And so for me, I, I'm I'm a big believer in you know mastering that. Um, and really knowing that inside and outside and upside down, I'm really, I'm really big on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think it's, um, I think no matter how mastered or developed or connected we become, the, the concept of being selfish is something that brings us to a halt, that if we're accused of being selfish by another, um, we might suddenly reflect upon, oh, was I? Um, maybe I am. And it's something that I think is ingrained within all of us that stops us coming to a point where we're the priority in our own life because to have a connection with others is only to the degree that we have a connection with ourselves. We can't have a greater relationship with others than we have with ourselves. And I think we complicate that at times where we look for an outside advocation, uh, a tick of approval from someone, you know, where we have a win in life. Our, our, we can see very quickly what our authority is that it's our intent to then want to go and share that with the world and tell the world about how good we are or what's just happened or even just a, a coincidental awareness that we may experience that we think, wow, isn't it amazing how all these things came together? And then we go and share it with someone and the power of that dissolves in the sharing because the, the other people don't ex understand it or experience it to the same degree that we do. So we find ourselves breaking that down to a level of their understanding rather than cultivating that power within ourselves to be able to express it at a, at a deeper level. Yeah, it's an interesting concept that because, um, you know, we really need to own our truth and really believe in it and really back ourselves um, because if we, if we go into conversations uh, wanting that approval, you're right, I really believe it's like we're handing our power over. Um, but when we go into conversations knowing what our truth is, um, then I think we have more open-mindedness when we're sharing with people or listening with people. We kind of develop the sense of, um, yeah, how can this value add to my reality? Like, like by validating what I think because I can see that that wouldn't work for me. Or um, by, say, for instance, we've got a, um, you know, like somebody's kind of challenging like an aspect of our reality and we can say, well, hey, really um, having that conversation or that discussion with that person, it really did solidify how I could perhaps um, refine my truth because um, then, mm. then it's not like we're ever in the position where we're feeling that anybody has any power over us to, to dilute our energy because if we, if we entertain that concept, then we wouldn't talk to anybody ever about anything. Um, but I think you get to a point, don't you, you like when you really believe in what you what you feel that you can actually start talking about it and then other and other people's point of view then they start to just be interesting you know not like attacking or um uh dilute you know taking away our power yeah absolutely i mean to me look we we um we, we teach some um powerful awarenesses but and you know capacities with understanding how to integrate with energy and um yeah you know, healing that can be quite profound. But to me, the thing that's the most powerful skill for us to master is is the question. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like what you're saying in a conversation. Um, I think what happens a lot in a conversation is that people might share, but it's whether the other person's actually present to that sharing. And to me, that's determined whether they're actually asking a question in response to the individual or they're just wrapping backwards and forwards about what they think from their current level of understanding. But generally, if you were to say something and it triggered me, if I was generally pre genuinely present to that conversation, it would be about me asking a question and allowing myself to be vulnerable. And, and this is a big thing I, I look at is um, a lot of people don't ask questions because the nature of asking a question requires you to accept that you don't know. Yeah. And, and and that's vulnerability. I mean, it, it's a pathway towards our authenticity. And, you know, we have to be able to be at ease with, you know, to be truly open-minded is to accept that you know nothing. 
and, and mm-hmm. we can't accept that we know nothing unless we're confident. You, you don't see someone who's down, who's frustrated, who's limited or distracted in their life that's accepting yeah. they know nothing. They're defending their position. They're, they're standing in their ground and they're not prepared to move. But someone who's truly, I say, at ease with themselves allows themselves to ask questions because they're on a, a journey of awareness that they recognise in the whole scheme of things, they really know nothing. You know, whether you've had great success in business or in life or in a relationship, that was then. This is now. So this new moment, I, I truly, I know nothing. And to be able to be at ease with that, to me, is a real level of mastery that I look to attain within um, my own clients anyway. Yeah, and it's exciting. Like every every conversation you turn up for, it's exciting because... I feel like it's the universe's way of communicating new information to us that that is um, like an adventure. So instead of becoming, I have to defend my position and coming from that position of oh, already, you know, um, premeditated angst almost, you know. Um, yeah. You know. And, and, a real, and a real choice to stay where you are. Yeah. Like when exactly. you, you know, when you're defending your position, it's I'm not prepared to move or I'm, I'm not prepared to uh challenge my current position um i need to let this person know that i know something or that i'm wise or that i'm clever or that i'm capable rather than that moment just be present to the conversation just be present and i think that that's exciting for me because it's like then you get this kind of natural organic i think you know spiritual download of information that that comes through both people that's current it's alive it's relevant it's meant to be um the people that are perhaps witnessing the conversation are getting something out of it because they're thinking oh this sounds natural and it's not forced and it's just it is it it's i don't know vibrationally you just feel it like that 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 energy shift you know versus the right fighters you know like i'm right you know let me prove me right here da 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 and that's just, yeah, that's quite um, boring, really, to watch, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I love the question thing because um, when I was um, studying uh, Steiner education, we did one year called um, the Orientation in Anthroposophy, which is the study of man, and it was really cool, um, like full on for a 26-year-old, I, oh, 24 at the time. But, um, but anyway, the actual college that I went to was called Parsifal College, and the legend of Parsifal was um, it was all about this story about this um, this uh, unfolding of this person's journey. Who he had to, in order to become who he was meant to be and inherit what he was meant to inherit at, in that in that time, he actually had to ask the right question to unlock the actual. Um, to unlock the actual truth of himself. And yeah. I, I, I just love that you're mentioning that because um, so many of us, I think, we come into conversations or into any anything really um, thinking that we have to deliver something. But what if instead of having coming from that position, we thought, well, what can I learn today? What's, what's, what am I being shown and taught today? And then it would be, everything would be interesting and exciting and everything would be, it sounds a bit self-serving, but it wouldn't be because if we're vibrationally happy, it affects everyone else in our quantum field, right? So, mm. you know, if we're focusing on our energy and and that's our business, um, yeah. then obviously then that affects everybody else in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, I think with the question, it's, um, a lot of the problems with the question is that we don't know what we're actually, what we are, first of all. We've mm-hmm. got this identity and how we look and we're, we're all very associated with a physical presence or a physical state. And I suppose when we're asking a question, it's, it's, it's getting down to what are we? Like, what am I actually connected to? Um, you know, what, what is my soul? What, what is energy? What is frequency? You know, mm-hmm. Where are these questions coming from and how do I know within myself that I can trust that? And a lot of the time it's why something so powerful as a question because every action that I believe in in life is um, our actions is who, uh, who we are. And it's something that's obviously and continually not taught in a lot of um, it's those conscious circles because it's a, 
people become seduced by an awareness. You know, they, they become excited that they get a breakthrough or they get an insight rather than, for me, the, the only purpose of information, it's a singular purpose, is for self-expression. I mean, mm-hmm. information's only here to be actioned and mm-hmm. for our, us to find the courage within ourselves to be able to action something, but through to a point of completion. And I know, mm-hmm. like, I'm guilty of this. Everyone's guilty of it to a degree. Yeah. But it's, um, it's completion. I mean, look at, imagine I was sort of, say with a couple of people I work with is, um, imagine if when you started something, you knew you were going to complete it. Mm-hmm. But it's the reason we start something all the time. But if we look at most of our life, 90% of what we start never comes to fruition because we don't complete it. Mm-hmm. And it's those people that are having success in life have come to an understanding of how to complete things, how, how to resolve, how to complete and then move forward. And it's mm-hmm. it's a real, to me, the nature of life, it, it's moving forward. It's, it's not getting caught up in philosophy. It's not getting caught up in religion. It's not getting caught up in ideals that people may possess. It's having the awareness of how you can go into yourself and find out what your truth is in complete contrast to the next person, complete mm-hmm. contrast to a philosophy, to an expert, to someone on a stage, to find that truth within you and to be able to maintain, like we're talking about before, the sovereignty to be able to express yourself in a way that's abstract, that way that's weird, a way that's different. And for me, it's, you know, I look at um, that in, in love. That's um, it's all well and good for, for maybe me and you or anyone else to connect through similarities. But that, that's an easy thing to do. But to me, love is all about accepting the differences and embracing the differences in others and being able to maintain a state of presence and awareness to those differences without judgment, but more importantly, to maintain the acceptance and the embracing of the differences within yourself. Because that's, I mean, if you weren't different, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, the, I love Our that. nature is to, you know, express the unique capacities of what we are. We all want to be unique. We all want to be different, but we all get unconsciously caught up in, but I've got to do this, but I have mm. to do that. You know, I've got to, my kids have got to go to school. I've got to go to work. I've got to pay. That, that's not what we have to do at all. That's what we've been taught to do and that's what we've accepted rather than understanding, well, how would I do it? How would I love to do it? What, what is it within me that is unique and different and how can I express that? Thank you. And, I, yeah, I think that um, if we take a step back, like even like this is a good example for me. I mean, the way I teach my um, how to do marketing is to go within themselves and to seek for guidance on what they're being called to actually take to the market the way they feel, not to base what they're doing on the traditional marketing model which says, well, what's your audience? And it's it's more like, well, what's your message? And connect with that really strongly and, and really be clear on that and then you'll, you might you might be guided to take this to market in such an outside-of-the-box random marketing way that no one's ever thought of because you were open to, because you were so strong in your message and then you attracted, vibrationally you're attracting the resources required for you to take it to market a certain way. Like that's a really prime example of how, what you said how we can do it in a concrete way, but really honour our truth at the same time. No, absolutely. I mean, look, that's, it's, that's um, I mean, you only have to go to a bookstore to realise that there isn't one way or a right way of doing things. I mean, especially like business is a, is a way, relationships is another one, health. I mean, the, the whole religion of health that, um, you know, people yeah. are buying into these days that nutrition actually determines their health. I mean, that's... Um, you know, one of the greatest things that when we become more wise and aware of ourselves, we'll realise that it's not our food intake, it's not whether we're alkaline or this, that it has nothing to do with that. Our body's in service to us. We don't need to be indoctrinated by any external information once we know how to maintain our own state of being. So I look at, you know, for for business, um, like what you said, I used to be a when I was in my early 20s doing some business consulting and I was amazed at the number of people I came across that had created these amazing businesses but had no idea of the, the, the basic structures of even what a company was, what tax was or how to manage a sales system. 
But they just said, oh, no, I just did it. I just felt that this was the way to do it. But you look in a, a bookstore, there's a thousand new books coming out each week about how to run a business successfully. They're all opinions. It's true. And I think once we uh, pull ourselves away from external information and have the courage and understanding, which is, I believe is really important, the understanding of how to go internal and be yeah. present long enough to our own conversation. Not mm. because a lot of us will go in and get an insight. And because we don't understand it, we run from it. it we, we escape that conversation with ourselves. And then because we're not having a conversation with ourselves, we don't have trust within ourselves. I mean, any relationship is only based on the quality of the conversation. You could be married to someone for 20, 30 years, but the current conversation you're having is determining the quality of that relationship at that point. And that to me, I always look at that. Well, that's the same internally. If I can't provide a space that I can speak to myself and maintain that conversation with interest, well, I'm, I'm probably going to look at myself in a way that I'm not interesting, that I don't have anything to offer, and I'm going to be looking for other people to provide me with a job or a, a direction in my life or even an authority in my life to enable me to move forward. I'm going to be a little bit cheeky here and I'm going to say I really, but I want to say it, I really feel like I am super interesting. Um, yeah. I really, I really do. I really enjoy my company. I really enjoy how I converse with people. I really love that I can talk to anyone. I really love that that I can talk to yeah. anyone and feel a connection. I really feel that, and yeah. that is so cool. And I, I would like everybody to feel like that, um, you know. And it does begin from our dialogue. I think we're never not relating, Jason. You know, yeah. I. I, I written a book about that I you know I said look everything's in relationship every single thing that we do every single day it's we're in relationship to something we're relating to our cup we're relating to our body our thoughts our um our socks to keep us warm um you know all those beautiful things we're relating we're having a we're having a conversation on an energetic level all the time so I'm a really big believer in what you're talking about and um and I love it and I want to celebrate that. And that's why I'm, I'm saying it. So I really, I really do want to celebrate that today. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's um, like you're saying, you want everyone else to experience that. It's um, yeah. imagine a relationship if, if you knew love within yourself. And I don't mean as a, an idea that I, you know, I love myself as a, as a theory, but that you're actually demonstrating that and your life demonstrates that. Imagine if you were truly engaged within yourself when you came to a relationship, you didn't need anyone else to provide you with love or fill any voids within yourself. You could actually appreciate them for who they were. You could actually yes. honor them for who they were. You could listen to them, be present to them for who they were rather than having an agenda of fixing or addressing or living up to something within yourself. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage to do the work internally and to, you know, spend time with yourself. Like, like a, I always remember getting music when I was younger and the first time I'd hear it, I think, yeah, that's really, I like that one song. But after listening to it for a number of times, suddenly that song that drew me to the album yeah. is not even, is no longer my favourite. There's so much more depth of understanding in the rest of the album that I start thinking, wow, that's amazing. And, and I, I think that's the same with yourself, that if you allow yourself enough time to listen, you'll start to find the gems that exist inside of you that you're... Um, you're able to be present too. Yeah, definitely. And like, okay, this is a really good, a really good um, kind of example of it. So um, we're listening, like listening with our whole being, you know, because like I'm at this Discovery Expo, I'm just about to do some filming with Regita and I really want to, and then you have to go and we can't do it there. But then we really listened and we said, hang on a sec, there's, um, there's really an opportunity here for some, connection let's let's do that um and like we actioned it this is a really good example we 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 listened uh, you know we were directed like you, you know you're attracted to something then you're directed and then you listen and then you follow through and then you do it and then you actually turn up on the day and then you actually do it and i feel like that's a really good example because then we're getting together and we're talking about these really important concepts and we're sharing that with the world. So then that's a really good example as well. So by honoring ourselves, honoring what we felt, um, committing and following through and taking that to action, 
we're actually then benefiting the rest of the world. And that's a really great example of exactly what we're talking about right now. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's so true. It's, and, and that's, you know, it's a big thing I believe is, um, for me, I, I look at completion in, in your own self, like to me, completion is not like a whole life's journey, but it's, it's mm. completion of this current step or what it is that I'm doing. If I'm doing some work that is yeah. ongoing, I don't just get up in the end of it and walk off and think, what am I going to do tomorrow? I take the time to complete it. So I'm present to the next step. And that's, I think when you're present to the next step, all those types of connections, all those opportunities are available because you're there, you're present. You're not thinking about that thing I've got to do, that list I've got to get to, the thing I didn't finish. You know it when you're speaking to someone in their eyes that they're actually there. They're, they're, yeah. um, they're choosing to be there because they've chosen to disconnect or unattach from what they were doing previously. And, you know, exactly. that, it takes a little bit of time to... Um, I think find that in yourself, the um, the authority to be yeah. able to, you know, decide this is how I want to live life, this is how I want to do things and this is how I want to complete something and, you know, become interested in yourself like you're saying. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, one of my uh, high vibe principles is actually discipline and some people might think, well, how could it, how could a high vibrational frequency be, be discipline? You know, how could that possibly be? Well, hey, Guys, if you, if you don't actually have a, a high vibe um, laser beam focus at times, you're not going to be able to be present. You're not going to be able to tune in on yourself. You're not going to be able to focus on the thing that you know you're next needing to turn up for and, and actually execute it and do it and 100% be present for it. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I feel like yeah, it is part of it. Is, yeah, but yeah. I think focus also as well is I think which a lot of us, because we don't want to miss out, because we're, we we want to be, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here, maybe there's an opportunity there, maybe there's a, a partner here, maybe there's a something here that I'm missing out on, that focus requires you not just to choose what you want to do, but it's to be able to say no to all the things that don't serve you, that don't make you, don't make you who you are. And that's, um, I mean, it's a lot of the words, I suppose, that are not in this, I suppose spiritual, if you want to use those words, fields, um, you know, structure and discipline are the only things that create freedom. Mm. You know, it's, um, but a lot of us don't want to get caught up in that idea of, oh, I want to be free. I want to be, but freedom comes from having a structure. Now, when you put a structure in place, it's not one that you're putting in place that someone else has told you, it's your choice. Correct. It's your choosing how to structure your life and your way and get those fundamentals in place so that you have the freedom to live your life. But if you don't have any structure and you don't have any discipline, you'll never experience freedom. I agree 100%. Mm. And I, I mean, I am a big systems oriented person. Like, um, yeah. you know, probably some people wouldn't even realize how I've built my website from the ground up. I've built online training, hundreds of lessons. I've, I spent five years with child safety and built systems, the regional intake service system for child safety from the ground up. Like I know the, what it takes to actually bring things down to earth and to actually like make them happen. It's not an airy-fairy dream. It's actually, it is actually a series of follow-through tasks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also it's not actually, you know, being able to see that big picture. Often people say you need the bigger pack picture before you can execute anything but I, I don't agree with that I think sometimes you actually need to just do what you said do that next thing turn up for it be 100% present present and then the actual um, insight as to the bigger picture starts to unveil itself over a period of time and you might actually see that big picture ahead of time or glimpses of it but if you get wrapped up in that and you fall, you don't do those little steps that need to be done then you'll never get to the big picture anyway so mm. I think it's yeah I think it's really important to be present um, you know, people say, oh, what's mindfulness? Well, it's about turning up and being 100% present with the thing that you need to do next. And that will that's the biggest invitation for more information than you can ever imagine. If you, you know, a lot of people are chasing information, like chasing psychics, chasing what will happen, what, what will my future be, chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing. Um, well, if they only realise that the, the information wants to fall into your lap, right, just turn up for yourself. Um, mm. They might be 
start stop chasing and start being present. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, it's um, it's always it's always so much simpler. I, in my experience, anyway, than, than what we've um, we spend so much time and so much energy on making it more difficult. Uh, because you know, like it's uh, in in our life, I think it's uh, we create such a complexity and a difficulty that if someone turned up with a simple solution, the first thing that most people do is they dismiss it and say, "No, but you don't understand how, in their own words, my, how complex my life is. What I've tried, what I've been through, what I've done, all the work that I've put in place." But it's a, it's the simple things that are repeatable in your way, in a unique way that serves you, that really makes all the difference. And that's, you know, I, I have this uh, constant conversation with um, more of my private clients where it's this concept these days of this work-life balance. Yeah. I remember one of my teachers when I was younger, um, and I think it was about a third, uh, two-thirds of the way through the year, and he just got up and he said, I've, this year I've done 430 talks. I've travelled to these countries. He said, I, I haven't had a day off. And he said, I love it. And he said, what would I be taking a vacation from? <laughs> um, what, what, do I, what do I need to escape? You said, my life is a vacation. I'm doing what I love. And I think at times to be able to have the courage within yourself to be able to choose, like we are saying before, a focusing that you want to do. And yeah. Yeah. I think, look, at most people when they're most alive is when they're, for some people, it's when they're most caught up in a drama or in a problem. It's when they become most engaged. But it's, it's not the drama. It's the action and the activity and the engagement and activation of their own life. I mean, I have clients that are working, you know, 16 hours, 17 hours a day and would not give it up for anything. Love it because of, they don't, sleep has become something they do, but it's nearly an interruption because of the level of inspiration they have and the energy they have within them. It's, it's unbounded. It's, it's, you know, and it's not the answer for everyone. But um, I think we're all, in, you know, quite easily indoctrinated this idea that I've got to go and lie on a beach. Um, and that's what life is and that's what success is. You know, do it within your day-to-day life rather than escaping what you're doing. It's um, what if you could find something that that, caught, that you wanted to do all the time rather mm-hmm. than, I suppose, getting caught up, well, this is just the way it is. This is, you know, I've now got to this age and you know, getting to 40 and starting to go over the hill and getting to 50 and I've got to slow down now. Getting to 60, I've got to start looking to stop working. I mean, there's no doubt that, that people die not long after they stop working because there's no purpose left. And there's it, a small amount of people that, I mean, at an older age, that are so engaged with their life still because they haven't given up on themselves. They haven't allowed work to define them. They've allowed their journey and their connection with themselves, you know, Mm. to be inspired. You're preaching to the converted. Um, Mm. I'm um, like, I had the day off yesterday because my husband went away for five days and he came back. So he had his long weekend yesterday and, I just wanted, I just said, look, you know what, I'm feeling so inspired and my inspiration is taking me into my work today. And so my day off was me doing something that was technically worky, that felt like fun, okay? So I'm just like, you're preaching to the converted. Um, You know, it's it's fabulous when you can feel that way about your life Um, because when I was really young, I, um, you know, I needed help with, getting my life in balance and I was working a lot and I was working all the time but I didn't feel like it was filling my cup and there wasn't anything really creative about it or inspiring about it. It was simply a way to um, feel in control of my life but nowadays it's just about being, I have so much creativity oozing out of me. I think that the, the vision I got when you were talking about sovereignty and taking responsibility for the ownership of who you are and turning up for yourself and being present the vision I got was this like overflowing, like seriously overflowing cup, you know, just this cup overflowing with so much like juiciness and love and and just over and overpouring. And um, that's kind of the, the image I got. And I just feel like that that just goes out to everybody, you know. And that's how I feel. Like it's like the creativity is this cup runneth over. And so that's how I would like to encourage everybody who's watching this to feel in their life um, with their work and what they're doing. It's like that's what you want to feel like, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, where it becomes effortless, where you've, um, yeah. 
you, know, you keep putting gold into the system, it, it's, it's going to have to eventually come out. And if that's, um, yeah, I look at that, the amount of attention and the quality of attention that I give myself, that, that determines the life I'm having. It's not the people around me. It's not the environment, the weather or anything else. It's, um, it's, it's what I'm choosing to put in at any particular time. And I, I suppose, you know, for me, it's being ruthless with that. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, not looking at people and saying, I can't have them in my life, they're a bad energy. It's, we're meant to be conceptually, theoretically, we're meant to be infinite in, in our capacity. So never understood the idea that you need to move away from certain people um, as, a, as a choice or an action. But if you keep choosing yourself, you start having people around you that present to you what you truly are. And it's never them that needs to be worked on. It's never, ever someone else's issue in your life or someone else that needs to change. But when we see, it's probably at times where people seem to have an agenda to undermine who you are, you, you, you probably feel like, geez, that, I really need to get away from that individual. Yeah, but, um, like dissonance almost that you can feel in your body. Like you were saying, you have to be disciplined about what you say no to as well. So it's like mm. what's what's feeling... I'm not kind of feeling like it's where I'm being called to go, more like I'm being shown, no, this is an opportunity to perhaps say no to that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's being able to discern um, from the same place, from the same connection, from the same state within yourself each time that allows you to do that. Not not just when you're feeling good, not just when, you know, you're in pain, but... At any moment, at any time, having that same zero point that you uh, connect to, to allow you to move forward. But it's, um, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, uh, I think it's a really important, important part to uh, not just to know ourselves. I, I think, but to, to to understand ourselves in a in a very deep way. And I, I, don't, I personally don't believe that I'll ever explore under my, understand myself in this lifetime. You know, like mm-hmm. there's, there's, uh, the more I look in, the more indulgent I become on understanding mm-hmm. what I am. And that's, um, I don't know, yeah. that's, just, that's just my experience. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, then it's like, you know, we're an adventure, you know, we're a discovery. We're a, it is exciting. I, I, I feel that too. I'm, I'm always yeah. unwrapping. I'm always unwrapping different parts of myself feeling like this is cool. I've just discovered that about myself. How awesome. Um, I wouldn't have known that, like this time last year. Um, I think it's awesome. I I really do. Hey, I wanted I wanted to ask you something, just a couple things um, that come that I'm curious about. Um, so um, can you describe to me what the quantum movement means so that people can understand it? And while you're describing that to me, I'm just gonna share with everybody up on the screen where they can find you as well at, at, at the quantum movement in Facebook so that everybody knows. But I just, I'm really curious because I like, how, I like how people articulate what their businesses are about and so that yeah. can help people. Um, I suppose it has a, a bit of a double meaning. Like the, the quantum movement as far as just a movement of people, a, a community, a group, it, it had that connotation to as far as the name's concerned. But the quantum, quantum to me is... Uh, an individual part of the whole so it's being able to focus upon that individual aspect which is I would say that you are um, or each of us are in our own way and it's focusing upon that first and movement to me is critical to everything Um, uh, the nature of the ego as I understand it is to stop all forms of movement it's to cause us to to stay stuck in in whatever particular way to, to keep ourselves safe by not moving forward and it's to gather evidence to, to, you know, deny what we are. We might be moving when we're in our ego, but we're not expressing ourselves. We're expressing what other people want to expect of us. So to me, like movement, yeah, yeah, like a puppet or, you know, like a, I'd really love to do this, but I can't do that. Or if I do that, then the kids will be affected. Or, you know, it's um, there's a whole range of societal or justifiable beliefs that we subscribe to because in a way to avoid what we are. But um. Yeah. The quantum movement, and look, I, I have an intention within myself that when people start working with us, um, whether it's at a group level or a, a private level, is that they are able to hold me in contempt within a period yeah. of four weeks. 
and I want we, we don't we don't share much theory. You know what we're focused upon is the how to, and mm-hmm. it's about getting people to a point because we can all look. We're, we're all intuitive. I don't believe there's anyone who's more intuitive than anyone else. It's to me that's a fallacy. It's the same concept. Intuition is no different to sight, to hearing, to touch. It's just a sense. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a very powerful sense. And if we don't know how to direct that, we start taking on information that is forced towards us or presented in our external environment. And to me, this is like the nature of the ego as well. The, um, your intuition, when it's directed internally, you're connected. So your intuition, yeah. when it's directed externally, that's your ego. It's where you're choosing to gain information through an energetic frequency as information. And we're interpreting energy into information. So when we direct that externally, it's because we don't, like you said before, we don't find ourselves interesting or we don't find ourselves intriguing. But to me, more importantly, we don't find ourselves as the authority. So, I mean, and that's the nature of our first program that we introduce people to is called Becoming Your Authority and being able to stand, you know, beyond science beyond theory beyond medication beyond anything to identify what it is that serves you because it's you know i I don't believe there's a um the right diet or i don't believe there's a right relationship it's the way in which you engage yourself to live in a way that you choose to become your own authority in that space in that relationship in that business you know there's um i think that paper paper spiritual industry are are assisting their clients or their students to actually learn that specific thing. How do I navigate me and how do I navigate my way to be the best me that I can be here, right here, right now? That's I think that's true leadership, not guruship, you know what I mean? Like it's so easy to Yeah. I mean so that's um Look, I, I, there's, there's so much misinformation in the spiritual field and the new age field. Like it's it's probably the most confused state of information that, that you could come across. Um, and the, the sad thing is that most people are going there looking for answers and it's really quite sad that that's where most people end up. And the real the real key for me here is that most people through good intentions are teaching what worked for them what caused them to have a breakthrough once upon a time. And this is one of the greatest ignorances that what works for me has got no justification, no proof, no evidence that it's ever going to work for you. It might help you escape a current state that you're in temporarily, but it's not going to maintain. And it's an important word to maintain your truth of expression within you. And that's a lot of good, a lot of good intentions, but not um, very little truth. Um, and you know, look to me, that's I, I don't promote myself, I don't put my like I, I like love doing these interviews, I could talk all day. But the um, the thing is, it's I look, I, there's a few controversial things I could say, but so I, I don't believe once upon a time I used to do a lot of remote healing from and all sorts of conditions from cancers to, to everything, and had a and I got caught up in my own let's say uh, capacity or a skill or results. And I then started to realize it was, I was always doing is creating a subscription as much as you could get someone from a distance to overcome a cancer or leukemia or Parkinson's or or whatever it may have been. And to do that every single time, all that happened is that when those same people sometime in the future, they came up against other things in their own life. So I found I was doing a disservice. And It took me a lot of years to get out of my own ego. Even look, because you, you, you can heal. I think that's I not think controversial at all. I wasn't there. I haven't said the controversial part. Away from, you know, healing and, you know, um, technically seeing everybody as whole and complete right now for me and rewire my whole brain so that I wasn't contributing to enabling a, you know, codependent society on, um, you know, therapists and, and things like that, especially being 
No, I, I 100% I don't think it's controversial. I think it's a state of consciousness. I think that um, everybody's turning up to do what they feel called to do and then they'll do that to the point that they sort of outgrow it and know, like have those realisations between that we've had and and it's not less, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, there, there are awakenings of other people that are happening and progressing as well. So it's all contributing to, I think it all, all, all roads lead to Rome, as they say. And I think that even all, all our past um, endeavours where we had, had those intentions but were creating those kind of dependencies, I think they all sort of will lead to people having those realisations eventually anyway. But um, before yeah, we no, finish... I was, I was just going to... The, the controversial thing I was going to say is that I believe a world would be a better place if there existed no healers in this world. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is it would mean that people would understand within themselves that there wasn't a problem, there wasn't anything to fix. And I find there's many healers out there that like the position and authority of telling other people what to do and how to fix their own lives before they've taken the time to encourage to address their own. And that's um, that. That's probably more the what I'd find to be country because look, healing can create a great difference in someone's life, but temporarily. It's not until we have that personal relationship with ourselves that that can be maintained. Or the intention of a practitioner that goes in who wants to help that person have that to create and generate the kind of thought processes that we're talking about today, where yeah. take you know take take ownership and and find your own way and and how can we explore that for you? But in ultimately, this is this is between you and yourself. You know, there's some catalysts that you can call on, but really, you you take the ownership. You don't make you know, someone else's journey yours, you you really take hold of that, you know. Um, so, no, I, I, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement of that. Um, one, of, one of my principles that I work with is responsibility and I just don't think that we um, we need to be really careful about what responsibility we're taking as a, as a practitioner and also Absolutely. what responsibility we're taking in our lives as a person, like a standalone person. Um, so... 100% agree. Before we go, because I know we've only got a few minutes left, I just, I really want to mention, um, I'm curious about something. Sorry, I don't want to cut it off, but I just don't want to run out of time, <laughs> being honest. Um, so I, I'm understanding that you're doing a journaling beyond meditation. You're just about to kind of kick it off soon. And I'm really, I'm really um, conscious, uh, curious about it. So can you tell me more about it? Yeah, look, we, as I said before, we don't really promote ourselves, but we're, um, there's been a bit of a call when I think a lot of people that come to us that have had a great experience with meditation or a long-term experience with meditation, but um, are still in the same place, maybe a little bit more peaceful at times than what they once were. The, the, the core and the relationship with their core is still missing. Yeah. Um, and I find with meditation, it creates a sense of duality. We can be very peaceful and very connected in this one hour or half hour or whatever time we use to do so. But then we go into life and we're unable to maintain that state and we're, we're wanting to get back to that state. And we can't separate ourselves and say, just wait a second, I'll go meditate and I'll come back to you. We've got to live our life and express our life in the moment. That was I, me. I can, I, can, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> be that person oh i can't make a decision i'm just going to go meditate i'll be back in a yeah. minute <laughs> no, no. And it's, like it's a beautiful place that there's nothing that um you know is terrible about meditation but it's not going to provide you the answers in, in a longer term unless you have a life where you're able to sit there for six seven eight hours a day and maintain that but that's generally not the nature of how we all live yeah. so look we're doing a an introductory course which is something i find extremely powerful that um, which is journaling, but not journaling in, it's a structured process around journaling because most of us are confounded by some of the darkest thoughts that we have. So I look, I look a lot of my responsibility with what I look at, it's, it's not about getting people to a state of brilliance. It's not about people getting to a state of success. It's about them being completely at ease with their darkness. And yeah. with journaling... It's one of the things we think of meditation. You're sitting there, be silent and become present to a space without your thoughts. Maybe a direction that someone would receive. But all they have is their thoughts and their thinking and distractions. But if you get a pen and paper and you start writing your thoughts out, you can't think of something else. You can't be present to anything else because when you're writing it out, you're writing out what your truth is at that moment. So yeah. to me, the, the only truth you're living 
is the one you're living right now. Not the one you were yesterday, not the accolades that you received, not what you hope to do in the future. The only truth is the truth you're living now. So we are running a uh, bit of a program. People can get in contact on that at Quantum Movement or just, or even email us at um, honest at thequantummovement.com, just their details, and we'll be able to send them uh, information when we do launch that in the coming month. Um, I'll put that up on the screen. Just bear with me for one second, that email. Just a sec. It's what is it? It's it's uh, honest, like as in to honest. be honest. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like honest. that. That's another one of my principles. So far we've talked about at least four. Honesty, <laughs> open-mindedness, discipline and responsibility. Oh, honest. Great, great pill, is it? Yeah. yeah, honest at the quantum movement.com. Com. Yay. Yeah, and that'll be that'll be something that we run online. That'll be, um, but it'll teach people how to use their awareness and understand why the statement "the pen is mightier than the sword" is absolutely true. Um, awesome. Journaling's a great way to detox the mind or the gap that exists between your your physical state and your um, your 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 uh, energetic state. Um, mm. Once we integrate the physical and the energetic, the mind no longer exists. And, and the mind is, you know, all this idea of mind power. And from my perspective anyway, it's, um, it's, it's, an, it's an enabling of the ego. Uh, our mind is only the gap that exists between our physical and our energetic states and the different capacities they both have. So if we can, um, if you can get people into a connected state through a very simple practice that, um, you know, can be very empowering, um, and it's something people can do every single day. They don't need to go through a course or a, you know, a long-term commitment. It's first of all becoming present to your own self and then making choices on how you may want to explore that going further forward. I'm curious about something because um, I'm a, 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 you know, I love shadow work. I love, you know, helping to transform the shadow to the light. I wrote a book about it, Transforming the Darkness to Light, um, and I'm, I'm very passionate about journaling. I also wrote a book called Penning Spirit's Message. So I'm really like oh, yeah, fully, yeah. like I'm with you 100% yeah. on those two things. Um, I was just curious about your journaling beyond meditation and if you're actually inviting people to, to um, you know, uh, be present but also to have those conversations um, with those different aspects of the psyche that, that want to be heard, if it incorporates that kind of, um, you know, integration of shadow work. Yeah, for sure. Look, but with without, I suppose some people will have a you know different experiences and understandings. But without needing to to understand that aspect, it's it might be as simple as, and I won't go too deep into it, but it might be as simple as if you have a thought within yourself that I'm a loser or I'm not attractive or I'm not loved. Yeah. Now, if that stays in your headspace, what you're choosing to do is to maintain that awareness. When you write something out, you're actually releasing it. And to me, release the word is to become at real ease. Mm, so nice. when, you, when you write something out, you're acknowledging it. You're becoming present to it. You can't not be present to it when you write it out. So when you become at real ease with it, what actually starts to occur that. is you stop reacting to it. You stop allowing it to be the indoctrination of your day. And when we can do this with more and more of these abstract thoughts, these random thoughts, these uh, distractions that we have, we can then become present to a state of clarity. And it's only through clarity that we start to understand what's obviously in our lives and been around us and available to us all the time. But yeah. whilst we're still holding it in our head that well, I'm True. a loser or that I'm missing this or I'm not here, it's we've got to get down to the darkness. Like, like, like what you're saying, it's, yeah. um, we don't learn from the light. I mean, the light is what we're already aware of in this whole loop of, you know, going towards the light and being the light. It's the loop of insanity. It's, you know, you keep going to the light. To, you basically just keep going to what you know and then you go to what you know and then you go to what you know rather than, you know, being able to recognise the absolute opportunity and gift of being in a depressed state. I mean, and that's... Yes. People, yes. people are to run away from that, to escape it, to medicate themselves where... This is where your true learning happens if you understand. And to the degree that you understand yourself and are, are able to do that and are strong within that, 
is the darker and deeper that you're able to go to without reacting to it. I mean, the thought that you want to kill yourself as a, as a real extreme is only a problem when it's been in your head for so long that you now have to react to it. Mm-hmm. When you can become present to it, it allows you to actually live. It allows mm-hmm. you to be free in your expression, in your life, in your movement forward. But, because um, you're, you're, you're not ignoring it. And it's interesting because that's one of the biggest things that people will say that, that has caused trauma in their life or or that triggers them when they're in a relationship is um, feeling abandoned, you know, like feeling like they're not important. And and, and if, we're do, if we've got all these thoughts in our head and we're not actually having a connection or giving our presence to those thoughts and taking those thoughts actually seriously and really understanding that it's on some level creating like funky junk around our energy system. So how can the light even get in really from that we want it to expand to? It's creating like this. (laughs) um, If we don't, if we ignore that, if we just pretend it's not there, um, that's not a solution. It's it's like we're abandoning yeah. ourselves. We're just repeating the abandonment sequence ourselves on ourselves. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's great what you're talking about. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Powerful work. Um, well, um, I know we're running out of time. Is there anything else that you wanted to share before we finish up um, today? Or anything you want to ask uh, me? I know I've, I've shared a lot anyway, but you're more than welcome to... Yeah. Um, uh, look, it's uh, and nothing. And nothing's probably else I want to share, but um, just uh, I, I, understanding five D TV and what what it all does and and how it all works and what, yeah, what it is yeah. that. Um, yeah. Well, um, the five D TV was uh, created by um, a, a person who I met on Enlightened Conversations. Talk about the the loop coming back. Um, Lana Marconi, and she's been a humanitarian uh, documentary producer for a number of years. And um, she uh, invited me in on um, to to produce for her. Um, and so I've been working with 5D TV for the last six months. And we launched officially in January. And it's a um, a channel that is really helping to promote. Um, what we talk about, which is really finding our way. How do we navigate this um, new consciousness that we're coming into, more awareness, greater awareness of who we are? And so really, um, really focused on creating content for that. And it's like Netflix in that subscription video on demand. It's like no ads, you know, 24-7 availability. So anybody can access it from their mobile phones or their tablets or their smart TVs or their internet connection. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to be involved because it gives me an opportunity to talk to people like yourself, um, to, you know, film really interesting locations to create content, which is what I was doing yesterday, having so much fun. Like I told you, I, I, I had, I, I couldn't wait to go. <laughs> it's just like, I want to do, I want to produce something. <laughs> I want to do this. So yeah, yeah, that's more about 5D TV. I'm loving it at the moment. It's fantastic. Right. Yeah, it's really great. I really um, appreciate the time that you've um, made available and um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been great. And um, I'm, I'm so excited. I know that, I know a lot of your work is um, word of mouth, um, that you don't have a website or, you know, you've got your own personal Instagram, but I'm a big believer in organic growth and I think that it's fabulous that you're standing by that. And um, I do have a magazine called Lightworker Advocate Magazine and we talk about strongly on the principles of those four that I talked about plus of another eight that we talk about. And I always say to people, hey, contribute your view on how you want to, how you express that in your work because then it gives people that insight on how we all connect um, to a certain way of delivering responsibility or discipline or honesty or open-mindedness or joy, love, peace, all those other. So you're welcome to um, be involved if you want to contribute to at all um, because I feel like strength in numbers and we're all in this together. Um, everything that you do helps me. Everything I'm doing helps you and it's uh, just a wonderful feeling of community in our sovereignty, you know, in our in- honouring that, like truly honouring each other in our sovereignty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, like, I think the, the biggest thing... For me, is, is is being able to laugh at yourself and have fun, you know, with, within all of that. It's um, definitely very easy to get caught up in the seriousness of consciousness and a deeper conversation, but it's um, 
yeah. the ability to be laugh, be able to laugh at yourself falling over is yeah. is just as powerful. It is. It is indeed. Love it. Oh well, thank you so much for joining me, Jason. I've really enjoyed thank it. You. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Michelle. And and everybody, I just wanted to um, mention quickly that next week um, I'll be joined by Michelle Mann. She is on Thursday next week at 11 a.m. on the 24th of May. Gosh, we're in May. Um, Michelle is actually a spiritual artist and she'll be sharing a lot of um, what she does with us. So I'm really looking forward to that. So until next time, everybody, um, let's take care, lots of love and keep your, your uh, vibrational energy high when you're conversing with people so that they stay enlightened. Lots of love, everybody. I think I ended it. Hang on.